Greetings, my friends, and welcome to episode three of Moro's podcast. I know I didn't introduce myself in the first two episodes, so I'll go ahead and do that. There's more truth here, and I do gaming, videos, and as you can see, a podcast, and I stream as well. So aside from that, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Our guest today is Burst. I do video games and videos separately, unlike you. All right. <laughs> All right. So but you... Uh, you do you. All right. You do you as well, my friend. <laughs> All right. All right. So can you talk a little bit more about what you do on your channel? I make uh, tech videos for a, um, a dishonest living. I just make videos about things that I... Uh, Pretty much I've only been doing reviews so far, but uh, I'm planning on making videos about the best builds for your budget. Maybe different rants and stuff about the PC gaming world that I may have insight onto. Alright, awesome, awesome. You're the, the techie guy, alright. Yeah, I'm the tech dude. I'm the guy that the family comes to to fix their emails. Yeah, like, oh, how does this work? Oh, just turn on the computer and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, turn it off and on again. It's pretty easy. Yeah, or just restart, or just delete System 32, yeah. Oh yeah, deleting System 32, all oh, that thing is the bane of my existence. I've had to take it off so many people's computers. Unfortunately, it's come back and it's deleted all their files, and uh, my computer can't start again, I don't know why. Totally well, unrelated to me deleting it. Alright, so, first topic, of course, I'm sorry. So, we're gonna go ahead and talk about PC versus consoles, specifically, okay. what's more cost-efficient. Do you want to go ahead and start up the topic? All right, so PCs, they're really good. People love them, right? They're powerful. They're able to play games that are infinitely better than on the consoles because of the graphics and the, and the FPSs and whatnot. But are they more cost-efficient? Honestly, just you want to play a game, any game, really. And if you honestly do not prefer a keyboard, what is keeping you from just getting a 360 or even one of the next-gen consoles? Well... PCs are. And there's been a lot of videos uh, claiming that they have console killer builds, and a lot of them have been the same price, but they've been kind of crappy. So a lot of people have been console advocates claiming that all PCs are ex as expensive or just very slow and bad at lower prices as the consoles are. Right, which is very on like graphics card and like all the other stuff that the PC comes with. Yeah. Carries, right? It's just. The fact that like a lot of PC components, just one of them may even cost more than a console does itself. So you have to be very kind of choosy with what you get, and uh, eventually you're going to have to resort to buying used. And that's why uh, I'm going to kind of try and find a new parts build that performs almost as well as console. Even if they're less performing in video games, it may be more powerful in things, or even the ability to do multiple different things like editing or even using the internet, which uh, I can tell you a, a lot of consoles, like people do not use them for internet browsing. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a difference between like just buying new PC or buying a refurbished PC or you're just building it yourself. It's like, you know, which one do you do? Which one's cost efficient, right? Compared to just console, right. you're just buying the console. There's not really much specific stuff you could just add on to the console, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to be a little bit specific about which PCs are a bit like cost efficient? Like, or... All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's this website called uh, PCPartPicker.com. 
I am using the Canadian version, but it's very easy to transfer USC to Canadian dollars. So I'm just going to go with Canadian dollars just so it's easier for me to come up with the price points for the build and like just showing you how everything's going to work. Okay. So what we're going to start out with is the CPU or the computer processor. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what that is. It's a chip with cores on it to allow you to run the mathematical equations that your computer has to do to perform things like physics in video games or rendering videos, many things that don't need to be done in real time. Video games obviously use this physics and some things that GPUs simply can't do, like a chat and whatever. I don't know. For the most part, it's what the entire system runs on. All right, this could become a math class, folks, so just pay attention. No, <laughs> All right. This is the uh, AMD Athlon X4750K. That is not math. It's a 3.4 gigahertz quad-core processor, which means it has 3,400 megahertz times four cores. If your programs are able to use multiple cores, it's able to utilize all of those 3.4 gigahertz cores. It's uh, not the best. It's $90. It's very starter this is for a console killer, keep in mind. So, for example, the PS4 has an AMD APU in it. So, like, if you're looking at builds like these, this thing, uh, well, to be honest, it has a way better GPU, but the CPU is actually probably around the exact same in terms of performance. Okay. That's just right. for the, the AMD card? That's around yeah, the AMD Athlon X4. Okay. It's uh, $92. Yeah, $92. Canadian. Okay. Okay, Canadian dollars. All right, let's... Which means it's going to be cheaper in the States. So like $60, $70. All right, so this is a $46 motherboard. It's just a cheap ASRock motherboard. Uh, $66 originally. Minus $20 promo gives you $46 in Canada, which is probably going to be around $40 in the States without uh, promo anyways. So it's pretty good. It's just your basic motherboard, to be honest. One GPU, 32 gigs of RAM supports. It's just, you know, average. The motherboard does is uh, house the components. It's uh, mainly used for the CPU, the RAM, the hard drive, GPU, and all the controllable fans using PWM, which allows the fans to change speed uh, in accordance to heat inside of the computer. Well, yeah, because like when your computer overheats, that pretty much slows down your computer. Then you have to maintain it. You have to like clean it. You have to like open up. Well, in layman's terms, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So. This is going to be one 8-gig stick of DDR3 RAM. It's uh, DDR3-1600. It's green. It's ugly, but it does the job. 8 gigs, awesome. 8-gig RAM, yeah. right? 8 gigs is the minimum. Okay, 16 the minimum is the recommended. 32 is the maximum, essentially, in terms of practicalness. 16 gigs is the best. 8 gigs is the like best average. value. Right. And 32 gigs is the best in general. And uh, what 8 gigs is going to allow you to do, it's going to allow you to run a couple background things, but uh, especially with my 16 gigs of RAM and my computer right now, I'm kind of finding it hard to run a lot of programs in the background. So what you would do is ease up a little on the background processes until you get an extra 8 gigs or 4 gigs. All right, so now we're going to have a 1 terabyte internal hard drive. This is going to be able to house the OS and all your games and programs and whatnot. It's a hard drive, so it's not going to be as fast as a solid-state drive. But for a blossoming gamer, it's going to be perfect. After that, we have the uh, the GPU. This is the big guns here. This is going to be the GTX 1050 by Zotac. This thing is awesome. Are you pretty much aware of the 1000 series? The 1000 series? No, not really. Yeah, of uh, GTX uh, GPUs, the 1070, 1080, 1060. 
the NVIDIA, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For those who are familiar with the 1000 series, this is the 1052 gig mini video card by Zotac. It is really good. Pretty much a GTX 760 hyped up on steroids. You kind of get the idea of how good it's going to be, especially if you compare it against something like the 750Ti. It is a big upgrade, and especially with the new processor inside of it, 14 nanometer, I believe. And just, like, all the uh, little improvements, it's going to be a great starter GPU for 135 Canadian. All right, so is that all the pieces, or is there another component? Oh, yeah, 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 there's two more. Okay. So, um, just so you know, you're going to have to install your OS via USB on this, or you're going to have to splurge a little bit more for a disk drive. So what this is, it's a $30 case, Canadian, again, the Rosewell Ranger M Micro ATX case. This thing is blue and black. It's a awesome. It's just a very starter kind of cheapo case. It's not designed to show off your components or anything. It has a closed off side panel, two blue lights coming out through it, which are attached to the fans. And just overall, it works very well. I've actually seen it in some stores. It seems to be generally very good. And a lot of people have been snatching them up because of their extremely low prices and their compatibility with cheap builds. All right, and then what specific stores would you find them, like Fry's Electronics um, or Best Buy? To be or... honest, I have only seen it once, and that was a guy holding it in a box. I didn't ask him where it uh, came from, but uh, I'm pretty sure he got it online. But I have seen like a bunch of people. There's a big area here where people actually, it's like a post office, but everyone picks up their computer stuff. And I've seen this Rosewell Ranger M a couple times where people just grab it, and it's not that big either. It's generally around uh, five iPhones tall and uh, two iPhones laid on the side thick. Oh, so that's pretty big. You're talking about the 7 Plus, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's bigger than like an iPhone 5 or something. That's around yeah, no. kind of what I used to have. It's around, um, let's see, three water bottles tall and one water bottle thick, or two water bottles, man. Okay, yeah, that's kind of big. It's not that big. It's a micro ATX mini case. Mm, all right, gotcha. All right, so the next thing is going to be our last part. It's going to be the power supply for this computer. This is the Corsair CXM 450 watts power supply. Low wattage, but it is 80 plus bronze, and it's designed to run at 80% or up on the efficiency rating for it. That's uh, 80 plus. That's why it's called that. For example, 80% of 450 is 360. The power usage on this is 262 watts. So you would actually have a lot of power to spare. So for example, if you wanted to upgrade your GPU or CPU eventually to maybe something like an X4 860K on the um, processor side or GTX 1060 on the GPU side, it's definitely going to be able to accommodate it. Taking all those pieces, all those parts into account, how much total would that be? 468 Canadian, around $356 US. Wow, so that's kind of close to how much a console would be, so yeah, roughly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. So we're going to go ahead with the second topic. Um, you wanted to talk about No Man's Sky? Yeah. You wanted to talk about why it's so badly reviewed? Because I try to look at the reviews for No Man's Sky. It looks like an interesting game, and then I noticed that it has mostly negative reviews on Steam. What's up with that? Uh, I don't know, but uh, according to this Reddit post, No Man's Sky has broken the lowest rating record on Steam, and uh, about 12,000 of the 5,200 user reviews uh, in the past 30 days since August 12, 2016 are positive, 
So 12% is positive. Keep that in mind. 88% of it is negative reviews. Yeah. That's, that's like overwhelming. Yeah, it's very overwhelming <laughs> indeed. Is there like at least like one positive comment, like a top positive comment about the game in there? I'm, um, try- I'm trying to find it. The procedural generation isn't bad. Uh, people have actually uh, gotten a few hours of continuous different um, animals and worlds and whatever. But after that, you start to see patterns. So it's like people have enjoyed it for like the first maybe 10, 12 hours of gameplay. And then it just starts to get old. But right, so again, it's a it. sandbox game, right? Yeah, it's, it's a um, open world sandbox type game. There is a lot of diversity in the first like a few worlds that you go to. And then after that, it starts to kind of be like a recurring pattern. However, it does look like a lot of game reviewers have given it over 5 out of 10. So it's not like a terrible game. It's just the fact that false advertising came into play. They literally said that you could go anywhere you want. You could do anything you wanted. I believe one of the guys said that you could literally go into the sun. But they had sky boxes. They didn't allow you to free fly around between planets. Didn't allow you to have that kind of procedural generation that other games did have. And it's just kind of disappointing compared to what they said it was going to be. So, to be honest, I kind of understand why it was so badly reviewed. It's just because of the people that just looked at what they said it was going to be, and they're, like, completely, completely different. I can tell you this much. If they didn't advertise it like they did, people would have liked it a little bit more. Okay, so the advertising, it wasn't exactly how it was, like, an actual game. and the actual game, is no. more limited on what you can do? Yeah, it's very limited. It's like uh, it's like playing one of those uh, open-world Lego games on your PS4 and then uh, trying to play the PSP version, and it's just, like, terrible because you don't have that kind of open-world scenario that you have in the full console version. Handhelds can't keep up with it. It's that kind of, like, disappointment, like, as a kid... I like love playing the open world games on the console, and when I went to my uh, small handheld, it just wasn't the same because you know at home gaming is so much more developed. Okay, so it's kind of like a different experience between playing like the same game on a yeah, console just, compared to on. I'm just a, a using handheld. it as yeah, I'm just kind of using it as an anecdote to kind of show you like how disappointing it made people. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like to be honest. I was not disappointed by the game because I have not seen the trailers before it released. I mean, neither. I expected it to kind of have its limitations. Like, seriously, petabytes of worlds? I find that a uh, not very um, real feasible thing. So I wasn't really expecting much from this game. It seemed like a lot of people did, however. So for things like Eurogamer and Destructoid and GameSpot, people, they liked it. It's just it didn't succeed the way that other games have. Okay, then do they have any plans on, like, improving the game, or, like, based on the feedback uh, they no, receive? No, no. They're not planning on doing anything, to be honest. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. No multiplayer, no real open worlds, bullet sponge enemies, it's kind of, yeah, you get the idea. Okay, I have an idea, more or less. If only that game came out, like, exactly how it was advertised, then probably, you know, they'll have a bit more positive reviews. Yeah, to be honest, it's uh, not, like, one of the most debatable subjects, so I don't really want to dawdle on it. Alright, fair enough. Uh, And while we're talking about that, I still notice sometimes about 
PC users and then console users still debating on which one is better. Like the whole PC neither. master race. Or, <laughs> oh, neither? All right. yeah, no, neither is better. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. It's just the fact that they're both flawed and they can't seem to accept the fact that one has less flaws than the other. And it seems like there's infinite problems with either one that like you can continue proving one over the other and it's just an infinite argument. Yeah, because the way I see it is that, oh, PC has something the consoles don't have and vice versa. And I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like both have their own perks and such. Consoles are for casuals and um, esports that play COD and whatever. PCs are for anyone, to be honest. Even, like, people who like playing games a lot but don't really commit like hardcore gamers do and vice versa. It's just different people that go with different things. And there's even some people that just go with both because, you know, they can't choose either one. But even though PCs win on the power side, consoles, powers, and, like, performance, consoles win on just pure easiness and cheapness for people that really are not technologically experienced or whatnot, right? Right. So you just kind of have that, like, consoles, they're okay. PCs, they're amazing. It's just, like, I'm biased towards PCs, but I don't hate on consoles just because they're consoles. Exactly. I hate on the people who act like consoles are the like, the freaking crap. Like, they treat PCs as if they're terrible. Right, I feel like for the folks that think, like, the consoles are better, I feel like they should just accept the fact that, you know, they're not, like, better than PC. I feel like people can go to either. I mean, I don't feel like one has to be better than the other. I mean, people have their yeah, own it's personal a, preferences. Like, people who go with the PC master rates, the master race in quotations, they go with PCs because they have high frame rates, they have insane graphics, they have expensive computers, they have the ability to customize to their liking. No one PC is the same unless you're going with a CyberPower PC or custom PC makers, which obviously I would not recommend unless you literally do not know how computers work in the slightest. It's good starter, but like, come on, mod your own PC. And then you have the the console side. Whoever mods their consoles are like freaking, they have engineering degrees, to be honest. It's like, it's very complicated with consoles to customize it to your liking. The only thing you can really do is change the background, change the uh, color scheme, add skins to your console, add accessories. But apart from that, PCs are more customizable. Consoles are easier, so it's just... Right, they go head-to-head, but again... They go head-to-head. Like, there's no one over the other. Like, you could argue that PCs are better because they're extremely powerful and have more game choices and are, like, you know, better than consoles in in every way. And then there's people with the consoles who say they're more flexible because you can take it anywhere you go without really having a massive bag full of stuff. You have more compatible accessories from reputable companies. Like, obviously, you know, PCs have reputable companies. They're some of the best companies around. Corsair, Zotac, Noctua, some, like, my favorite companies ever. And then you have the people, like, um, third-party makers of console accessories, like uh, docks, controllers, uh, cables. And a lot of those things are literally stuff that you could get from a normal hardware store without even, like having to revert to regular console versions. So it seems like they're kind of making fun of the intelligence of the console people. So it just kind of feels like PC would be a better choice than them. 
I see. Sometimes I would have um, Xbox 360 controller and I could just plug it into my PC and then play any games. Usually I would yeah. just do it for fighting games. One of the reasons why PCs are so flexible is the fact that you can use controllers with it and you can also use keyboards and mice. Like, for example, there's this GamerRanks video that explains why consoles are better than PCs. Do not watch that. <laughs> right. It corrupts your mind, okay? <laughs> Look at yourself... See the individual responses on consoles and computers by people and decide yourself. You know, some of the best people to go with would be Linus Tech Tips for PCs, Bulletberry for PCs and consoles. That guy's amazing, to be honest. There's uh, Random Gaming in HD. It's just, you have so many choices. Greenham Gaming, he knows PCs and consoles. For example, he is an avid classic gamer. He looks at things like the Xbox 360, first Xbox, whatnot. But those are just a few channels that you can look at without having to look at the arguments between console and PC, and you can just decide yourself. Right, so basically he was unbiased about the whole debate between PC and yeah. console? All right, that's if you good. want unbiased decisions, find a channel that's tailored towards a specific genre. Alright, so basically folks, it's up to you. If you like PC, that's fine. If you like console, that's fine. If you like both, that's fine. But don't 100% take our word for it. We're just staying our own opinions and such on this matter. Yeah. All right, and the last topic, you wanted to talk about .io games? Yeah. Why are they so popular is the question. And what is the .io? I don't know. What is the .io? Where did it come from? When did people start buying out IO domains just so they could make video games out of it? Are they the same person? And uh, yada yada. For example, I think .io started with Agario. Agario, I don't know. Agario.io, Agario, whatever you like to call it. You were a circle. And you ate other circles to become a bigger circle. And then Slither.io came in, and it was basically a copy. I don't know if it was made by the same people or not, but you're a snake, you ate other snakes, you get bigger. And then you got a little bit of like pattern going on here, right? And then you got Deep.io, you yeah, see other boxes with tank mm. boxes, upgrade yourself, and you just get bigger. You see a pattern going on here, right? Yeah, you got, I see. Um, like Wormax.io, Slither. Yeah, Gabby. I mean, they all have like kind of similar, like the same objectives. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the only one I tried then, was like, Yep.io. That's the only one I tried. And then you got bon- some new ones like Bonk.io, Brains.io, Zlap.io, uh, LaserDrive.io, Venar.io, Narwhal.io, Narwhale. I don't know. That was like one of my favorite ones. It's hilarious. You got TankWars.io, Tanker.io, Vertix.io, Wilds.io, Wings.io, uh, Mo.io. That's a lot of IOs. IO. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they're all made by different people. Uh, Frickin' Zombies.io, Blocker.io, Blockwars.io, Oiba, o- Oiba.io, Clad.io, Crew.io, Battle.io, Snake3D.io, Hippo.io, Panzer.io. Yeah, I get, get that idea. That's a, like, Carino. a lot. <laughs> Snake I think it named at least more than 20 IOs or Okay, are we done here? Okay, okay, alright, alright. First, first, first. Alright. How many IOs was that? Like, 100 IOs right there? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That's overwhelming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of IO games you mentioned, so... I mean, do you think that IO games are popular? Is it because the objective is like simple to play, or I'm, that's kind of how I see it? 
It's the minimalism in it. It's the people who want to see something new and they resort to things that are no longer creative, but are so simple that it's easy to create. It's easy to reproduce and people just love having them because they're time wasters. They can commit to it without having to commit to it. You, you get the idea. It's amazing. It's like a distraction. It's less of a distraction than more of a fad, to be honest. How early did they become a fad? I'm, I wasn't sure how long ago um, they started. I'm back just... in the days of Agario, in my opinion, Agario was the first one. Eat other balls, become bigger. It was creative at that time, right? And then some other ones like Slither.io, Deep.io, all the other IOs. Fight people, eat them, get bigger. It's uh, kind of a cut and paste kind of thing. And it's just such a popular and fun game style that so many people resort to playing it on like YouTube and whatnot. And uh, it just started being view grabs. And just a lot of people actually started to unironically enjoy the game. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've seen some videos on it. It was like someone I saw that's playing Dieptaio, and that kind of got me to play it and then record that. I remember that. <laughs> Looks like, yeah. So, anything else? Like, any other reason why you might think that IO games, like, I mean, are they still popular now, or they were just yeah, popular in, for some point? Like, in I time? could go to Deep.io right now, and there would be, like, so many people. Hold on, I'm just going to go to Free For All real quick. Oh, Does all the right. tail <laughs> stop? Enter to spawn. Okay, let's see. There's 114,000. There's a 114,000 health guy on this server right now. And some of the people are even getting closer and, like, are starting to shoot at me. 36k, 36k. Like, most of these people are settling, settling around 36k health, right? Well, that's crazy. Did, did you just die right now? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I died. Yeah, I died. <laughs> oh, wow. You just, like, the moment you just joined in. We have a live gameplay going on in a podcast. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about that I uh, didn't mention in the chat? Um, I think, like, like you said, um, it's like... Because I have all the time in the world, to be honest. I know, I do too. <laughs> well, yeah, um, like you said, it became a fad, and then people are still playing that now. And I guess yep. it's like a little simple, objective kind of game. Just get bigger and bigger until like, somebody kills you out of nowhere. Kind of you like start similar. back from the beginning, and the fast gameplay allows it to be something that someone can just go on and go off of at any time. All right. And it's just fun in general. Yeah, at times. I mean, I don't play those all the time. I mean, I haven't played all the IOs. I mean, I'm not familiar with all the IOs like you are. But uh, I'm yeah. not really familiar with all of them. I was looking at a website list of all the uh, IO games. So I don't, like, play them a lot myself. I just have a familiarity with them, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. That was a great discussion, that, right there, what we just did. Yeah, I mean... This was actually fun to do with you. Yeah, we definitely had like, a good talk. We had a good discussion about all these various topics. And yep. And with that said, this concludes the third episode of Morris Podcast. Thank you, Burst, for really? joining me really? in. Thank you, Burst, for joining in today. No problem. And if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, for oh, free I to did. leave... Oh, no, I'm talking to my audience here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I did too. All right, okay, sure. But like I said, if you folks like the video, just give it a thumbs up. If you'd like to see more, subscribe. And until next time, have a great day. And a good day. And let the morals be with you. Let the morals be with you. That's, that's a good motto there. Good work. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> that's good.